IRS would audit a Schedule C. If you're a self-employed and or a limited liability company with a single shareholder and file a Schedule C, this is a must-see video. The Schedule C is the most heavily audited form by the IRS. 7% of all Schedule Cs for the self-employed are audited. In 2012, over 2.2 million people filed a Schedule C, so over 158,000 people were audited on their tax return. Why? Because the IRS did not believe them. So how can you prevent from being audited by the IRS? Well, in theory, you just list all of your revenue and expenses, which gives you your net income. Simple, right? However, not everyone keeps accurate records and they end up guessing how much they made and spent. This is why you are watching this video by 1040Return.com. We will give you tips on what the IRS is looking for when they audit a return. First, you have to realize that the IRS are not a bunch of idiots. The most important item that you'll fill out on the Schedule C is the Standard Industrial Classification, better known as the SIC Code. The SIC Code is the classification of your business over time, the IRS has developed a formula for each business classification in regards to what they should be making as a net profit. Within that net profit, the IRS will look for large swings in expenses and revenue. Obviously, the IRS does not release that information. However, with a little common sense and help from 1040Return.com, you can prevent from being a target of an IRS audit. Okay, so let's look at the items to get people into trouble. First, revenue. If you work for someone and you earn more than $600, that individual is required by law to issue a 1099 for miscellaneous income. They have until January 31st to send the 1099 to the individual. So, don't file your Schedule C until you have received all your 1099s. So, what happens if you file your tax return without all of your 1099s? Well, you will get a letter from the IRS in about a year after you file your tax return. This letter is called a CP2000 for underreporting your income. Congratulations, you have just opened yourself up for an audit, plus penalties and interest for not reporting all of your income. Most people think that once they have received their refund, the coast is clear and they have nothing to fear. Not true. It takes the IRS about one to two years to reconcile all of the 1099s on a tax return versus what was reported to the IRS. So, make sure you have all your 1099s for income before you file. Okay, let's talk about the elephant in the room, cash. So you receive revenue from clients that pay you in cash. Remember, the IRS is not stupid, and by going through their formula from your SIC code, they have an idea of the percentage of revenue that will be generated from cash. So if your business is a hair salon, the IRS expects you to claim a certain percentage of your revenue and cash with the balance being made up from credit card receipts. Which brings me to my next point, credit card transactions. If your business takes credit cards, make sure at the end of the year you report all of your credit card transactions from your bank. Once again, your bank or credit card processor will send you a statement by January 31st showing how much revenue you received from the credit cards. Make sure you report the gross amount and write off the cost of the credit card transactions, fees, and expenses on your Schedule C. If you do not have a bank account for your business, get one. This will force you to write checks for your expenses, which in turn will be proof that you paid for that expense. Get out of the habit of paying for your expenses with cash in hand. Another easy way is to use your bank debit card to pay for your expenses. Debit card is easy and accepted anywhere they take credit cards. This way you have an accurate record of your expenses. 
make sure you do make deposits into your business checking account to show your revenue. This way you can show proof of your revenue when you need cash for your living expenses. Write a check from your business account and deposit that check into your personal account. This is a record of your draw from the business. These are simple things you can do on the revenue side of your IRS Schedule C. Let's talk about expenses. Here are the items that are hot buttons with the IRS. And these points are audit flags on an IRS Schedule C. Auto expenses and your deductions for your home office. You have two choices for your auto expenses. You can take the standard mileage or you can take the actual cost to operate your car plus the depreciation expense. Generally, you will always be better off taking the standard mileage rate unless you have an unusually high repair bills such as replacing a transmission or rebuilding an engine. The biggest problem with auto is taking your mileage deductions because people do not keep accurate records. So if you elect to take the standard mileage rate, you should keep a log on your mileage. If you do not have a log and need one, at the end of this video, we will share a link where you can download a log for free. So if you didn't keep a log throughout the year on your mileage, now is a good time to reflect on how many miles you drove to perform your job. If you have a job that you go to consistently, the best way is to Google the distance from your home to your job. Print out the distance and keep this with your tax records. Also, you should have a logbook to start making entries for every day that you drive to your workplace. Remember, don't just guess and say, I drove 10,000 miles. That will stick out like a sore thumb. Make an effort to get as close as possible to the correct number. Now also, when you're calculating your mileage for your business, remember, some businesses will have high mileage, such as traveling technician versus someone who owns a daycare. Once again, your SIC number lets the IRS know how much mileage one should have in a particular business. So, make sure your mileage makes sense for your particular business. The other hot button is home office deductions. This drives the IRS crazy, and they have spent a considerable amount of time in tax court on what is a home office. A home office is a room in your home that you use exclusively for business. However, there's so many exceptions that they are too long to list in this video. Generally, if you can do without these expenses on your Schedule C, you will be better off. The only exception that I would use for a home office deduction is if you are running a daycare out of your home. If this is a common business practice and would not raise a red flag with the IRS. For a more detailed explanation on what qualifies as a home office and how to calculate that expense, you can go to 1040return.com and it will take you to a more detailed discussion on home office deductions. Another reason so many IRS Schedule C's are audited is because of Earned Income Credit, or EIC. The EIC is a refundable credit for people who have children, which means that the government gives you money for working and supporting your children. The IRS estimates that the fraud rate for EIC is between 25 to 30%. So if you have a Schedule C and you are claiming the EIC, you are increasing your chances for an audit. The most likely outcome in this case is that the IRS will deny you the EIC and force you to prove the support of the dependents listed on your tax return. Should this happen, you are required to submit documents showing you provide support for your dependents. Another area that you have to watch out for is meals and entertainment. You can write off your meals while you are conducting business. You can also write off your expenses for taking clients out for meals and entertainment. You do have to talk about business and you do have to keep a log of the event. 
If you do not have a Meals and Entertainment Log, you can download one for free with a link we'll share with you at the end of this video. You have to realize that the IRS has a reasonable idea on how much an individual should be writing off on their meals and entertainment. So do not use this to write off your family vacation. Here are the top 10 items that you are not allowed to write off on meals and entertainment. Number one, club dues and memberships, including initiation fees. Two, country club dues. Three, golf and athletic club dues. Four, airline club dues. Five, hotel club dues. Six, you cannot deduct the rent from entertainment facilities, such as a rent for a vacation home, swimming pool, tennis club, bowling alley, hunting lodge, etc. Seven, sky boxes and other private luxury boxes. You can only write off what it would cost you to purchase a non-luxury box, and then you can only take 50% of that as a deduction. Eight, you generally cannot deduct the cost of your entertainment for your spouse or the spouse of a customer. However, you can deduct these costs if you can show you had a clear business purpose rather than a personal or social purpose for providing the entertainment. Nine, taking turns paying for meals or entertainment. If a group of business acquaintances take turns picking up each other's meals or entertainment checks primarily for personal reasons without regard to whether any business purposes are served, no member of the group can deduct any part of the expense. Ten. Business is generally not considered to be the main purpose when business and entertainment are combined on hunting or fishing trips or on yachts or other pleasure boats. Even if you show that business was the main purpose, you generally cannot deduct the expenses for the use of an entertainment facility. Lastly, the Affordable Health Care Act may impact your Schedule C. So, be sure to write off your insurance premiums on your Schedule C. This is a valid deduction on your Schedule C. In summary, if you do not keep accurate records, you should make a reasonable estimate of your expenses and revenue to stay underneath the IRS radar. Remember, if your IRS Schedule C is audited, you will lose every deduction that you are claiming if you do not have proof for that deduction. You can go to 1040return.com to receive a list of sick codes and expected net profit from that industry. So. If you do not keep accurate records of your expenses and revenue, at least you will have a guide on what the IRS expects you to report on your tax return. You can also receive a free logbook for auto expenses plus a free logbook for meals and entertainment at the link below. The best software to use when you are doing your tax return with the Schedule C is www.1040return.com. So let's go to 1040return.com and do an example of how a Schedule C should be filled out. The program is designed to ask you questions so you do not miss a deduction. And the best part is 1040return helps prevent you from being audited by the IRS. Okay, we start on the homepage of 1040return.com and you can click on the button to begin your tax return. This is a sign-in page to begin your tax return. So normally, if you do not have an account yet, you would sign up here. This will take you to the page where you would create your username and password. But for the sake of keeping this video short, we've already set up an account for this demonstration. So, I will go ahead and put in my username and password to begin the return. Since we've already created a return on the first page, you will see an overview of what still needs to be done. So, let's click on the name and address and you can see we've already put in the data for this fictional return for Jones Smith. So, you would just scroll down and click Save and Continue. 
This page gives you an overview on how 1040 return can maximize your refund. So we just click next. This page is for you if you have any dependents. And since we're keeping this simple, we say that we have no dependents. So we just click next. This page asks about income. So on this line asking you of any income from self-employment, we mark yes and then click next. This page asks about business income and you would click yes on the question, did you own a business in 2013? Then click next. Okay, so this is a screen where we add a Schedule C to our tax return. Go ahead and click to add another Schedule C. Now let's complete the Schedule C. First let's go and determine who this form belongs to. So let's click on Joan. Next we go to State and from this drop down list, let's click on Marilyn for this example. One nice feature of 1040return.com is when you do the federal form, it also generates the state return without you having to rekey in all the data. Next field is professional slash product description. So for this example, let's type in Jones Daycare. The next field, business code, is one of the most important fields to complete. From this list of businesses, the IRS has calculated what the average business net profit should be. So make sure you select the category that most closely fits your business. In this case, we can scroll down and see there is a category for child daycare service. Next is the business name, and we will use Jones Daycare Service. The next couple of fields are for businesses' addresses, so let's go ahead and fill that in as well. The next field is the accounting method. 99% of the people should use the cash method, so you can leave this blank because the default is cash. The next field is activity type. Once again, you can leave this blank if you are actively involved in your business. For H, we will say we just started the business and we will go ahead and check the box. Next is did you dispose of the business and we will not check this box because Joan did well and wants to continue on her business. Next line, we will just click no because we want to keep this a simple Schedule C. If you paid a vendor more than $600, you would have to send that vendor a 1099 for miscellaneous income. Next we come to income, so we would click yes because we received income from being self-employed. So let's input $18,549 in income and we had no returns and allowances and other income. Next we go to part 2 for expenses. So Joan had expenses from running her daycare and we would click yes. Here you can see the different categories that will always be on a Schedule C. So, let's start with the first one, advertising. Most businesses will have advertising expenses, everything from printing business cards to putting an ad in the newspaper. So for this example, we will say that Joan has $387 in advertising expenses. Number nine is car and truck expenses, but we will come back to this. Moving on, let's go down to insurance. Let's say Joan took out an umbrella insurance policy in case she would be sued. So let's say that policy cost Joan $850. The next field that is common on a Schedule C is legal and professional services. So if Joan paid an attorney to draw up contracts for her clients, you can write off that expense. 
In this case, the attorney fee is $550. Another common field is office expenses that can be everything from computers, papers, toner, postage, notebooks, etc. So let's say she had $895 worth of office expenses. Let's go over to supplies. And Joan bought $249 in toys and educational materials for the children. If you notice, we bypass pensions, rent, and repairs. Generally, you do not use these fields for a daycare. With maybe the exception of repairs to your facility from the wear and tear of running a daycare. Next is tax and licenses. And Joan spent $150 for a license to run a daycare center. We're not going to worry about travel and meals and entertainment because she provided snacks for the children. That would go on a different line, which we will complete in a minute. The next item is cost of goods sold, so since Joan has no inventory, we would click No. You can see this paragraph here about business-related vehicle information. This gives you directions on how to enter your information. We will fill this out in a moment. Next is other business expenses. This is your opportunity to list business expenses that had not been listed above. Let's click on Yes. So let's talk about those meals for the children. Joan has determined that she spent $2,500 on meals for the children throughout the year. Next line, let's talk about her cell phone. Most people use her cell phone for business and personal use. So I recommend that you split the cost in half and we will use the number of $600, which is half the cost of Joan's cell phone bill for the year. For this example, we are not going to worry about healthcare insurance. So let's go ahead and hit Save. On this page, we are going to click on Review so we can input our auto expenses and our home office deductions. So let's click on Review. On this page, we want to scroll down and revisit deductions and credits and click on this line. So everything has been checked No, except that which applies to this Schedule C, and then we hit Next. Once again, on this screen, everything will be checked No except that which applies to this Schedule C, which will be use of car and home office for your business. Then we click Next. Now we are going to add a form for the auto expenses worksheet. In this field, we click Schedule C. I'm going to fill out the rest of these fields. Remember, it is always best to have a written log and you can download a free log at this link. For the field of 2013 mileage, we will use 2,583 miles that Joan drove taking the children to school and to educational events, and since she works out of her home, she will have no commuting miles, so the final field is the total amount of mileage she drove throughout the year. So we will say 6,975 miles. 95% of the time, you're better off taking the standard mileage rate versus itemizing your vehicle expenses. The only time it would be a good idea to take the itemized expenses is if you had to replace a mortar or transmission. So let's go ahead and save this page. Now we're going to add the home office form. This is form 8829, which can be a confusing and complicated form. As with the auto expenses worksheet, you have two choices, either the itemized deductions or the optional method of claiming $5 per square foot of office space. So, for this example, you'll have Joan taking the square footage method. 
So Joan uses 300 square feet for the daycare. The total square feet for her home is 1,000 square feet. And we are going to click on yes for the safe harbor method to calculate our home office deduction. Let's click save and continue. Then we are going to click next. This page is the wrap up looking for any additional deductions. So I've already filled this out so we can move on. We're not going to do a state return at this point as we will save that for another educational video. Now we are going to look at the return and see what it looks like. Here is Joan's tax return after all of her deductions. Her net income is $9,409. Remember, Joan started off with $18,549 in revenue. Also for being self-employed, she receives a deduction from Social Security tax of $665. So her total taxable income is $8,744. The number at the bottom of the first page of the 1040 return is called Adjusted Gross Income, or more commonly known as AGI. Moving to the second page of the 1040. Jones' standard deduction for a single individual is $6,100. Plus, she receives an exemption for herself for $3,000. $900. So with these two amounts, she does not owe any federal income tax. If you look at line 55, the amount is zero. However, Joan does owe Social Security an amount of $1,329. I always tell my clients to not think of this as a tax, but a contribution to your retirement account. So if you're going to be self-employed for your whole life, and you do not set up any other retirement plans, at least you will have Social Security to provide for your retirement. Also, if you look towards the bottom of the form, you will see that Joan owes $24 for not paying estimated taxes. It is always a good idea to make quarterly payments to the federal and state. So at the end of the year, you do not have to write a large check to the government. So let's take a look at the Schedule C. Remember when you are done with your tax return, sit back and look at your Schedule C and see if it passes the giggle test. What is the giggle test? This is when you pick up a tax return and bust out loud laughing at all the ridiculous deductions. If you don't giggle, you pass. As you can see, the return passes the giggle test. So let's close this PDF and continue. It's always a good idea to e-file your return even if you owe the IRS money, you have until April 15th to pay the IRS. On this page, we have already applied for audit assistance, which is only $19.95. So if you have any problem with the IRS, we will help you resolve the matter. If you had to pay a CPA or enrolled agent, it would cost you at least $150 per hour. So for $19.95, you can sleep well at night. This is the page you pay with your credit card, and then you can print out your tax return and e-file it to the IRS. Thank you for watching. We hope you gain more insight on why the IRS would audit a Schedule C and learn valuable tips on how to prevent it. Remember, www.1040return is the most trusted software in filing a Schedule C and will help prevent you from being audited. So try it today for free at www.1040return.com dot com.